Hi everyone, welcome to Solace. In this episode, I'm talking to the incredible Sophie about her journey with mental health and also a really exciting project that's coming up in her life. But I just wanted to give a disclaimer before the episode that we do talk about some very sensitive topics to do with mental health. So I really wanted everyone to be aware of this before listening to the episode. So thanks so much and enjoy. It's like sharing your burden with someone who is capable of handling it. It's this person who you're talking to, whether it be like a licensed therapist or it be just someone you really care, like you can confide in, like you just speaking up and talking about it and just lifting some of that off of yourself, you know, lifting all of that responsibility away from yourself is just, it's freeing. Like I can tell it's just freeing. And I mean, so many decisions that are so brave and so difficult but you made them for yourself and for others so that you could work yeah. for yourself and it's just incredible and I think people are definitely going Thank to be inspired to just speak up about how they're feeling or you know even we're going to get to this but sort of supporting their friends who are going through similar things yeah. um so and you, you some oh sorry you, no no don't you're wrong Oh no, I was just gonna say you, you summed it up perfectly there about it's it is just like this burden like that's taken off you and that that is how it feels like. Yeah, you know? like it's literally does feel like a physical weight almost, and it's like yeah. having it someone else know about it, like know what's going on in your head is like mm-hmm. it's just incredible. But sort of going on from that, then like the next part of the story, which is like because obviously we've talked about sort of the dark times in your life and your experience mm-hmm. but then it's at this point of the story it's actually really looking up and like there's a light at the end of the tunnel what has yeah. been your experience with therapy or counseling or you know even like a psychiatrist talking to someone who is like a professional what has your experience with that been like um for for the most part it's been quite positive so for for me, I I've went to went to counselling and therapy. Is it one, two, three, three times? As in like three different sessions in my life. So the the first is the period in second year that I was talking to you about, where sort of I think it was third year. I actually ended up going to counselling, and it's it was. Re- really positive yeah um and so I so I got counseling through school for that um and my my counselor Jill she was lovely so she was and I'm I'm sure there's actually if anyone from region is listening that anyone who maybe had her will probably know who I'm talking about too yeah. um so I would say I would say definitely in the most part it has been quite positive for me and it, it is a very good outlet um I say my only negative experience I've had is that because I I would find that because I'm naturally a bigger person even at the stages of my life where I've had disordered eating patterns it's not always taken seriously because my ex dreaming my external doesn't represent someone who looks like they're starving themselves you know you know for me it would be a big drop in weight but even to other people they're like 
oh well you're you're still bigger than normal though so it's fine um and I think was it was it fifth year I think I said my counselor at the time about that I think I was struggling with disordered eating and I you know I told her about you know how, how little I was eating and like there was it was like a, a sort of like a day that sticks out in my mind where I was I was going for afternoon tea with my family in fifth year and I I was like sick with anxiety because I was like I can't go and eat all that stuff you know and I like I, I felt physically sick to my stomach and I thought of every way to try and get out of going to it because I was like if I know if I go that you know I'm either going to have to eat everything and then try and make myself burn those calories off and then I'm probably gonna end up being really horrible to myself you know not only mentally but physically as well or come clean about how I was feeling which at that point that just wasn't an option to them and my counselor at the time was like oh I'm sure it's not that bad don't worry so I would I would definitely say with counseling and therapy that to do with disordered eating and stuff there is still this misconception I would definitely say that counseling therapy maybe needs to come a wee bit further with that that just because someone's external doesn't look like someone who is anorexic which is a really bad term to use and it's the first one that came in my head because obviously anorexic can actually be anyone yeah. no matter what size they are and it's a mental state and behavior rather than a weight yeah um but as, as in so, someone who looks like the stereotypical image of anorexia is the better way to put it that that isn't the only way someone can be suffering with an eating disorder but a- apart from that I would I would definitely say constant therapy on the most part has been very beneficial for me and I would definitely recommend it yeah so and just because I had that experience doesn't mean that everyone would definitely have that experience you know that's just something you know I had to deal with but I'm sure a lot of counsellors are not still like that but but yeah I think I think it's so important to talk about the positives as well as the negatives because counselling and therapy and seeking help in whatever way it's a process and it's to do with you and so yeah I go to a couple of therapists or counsellors and feel like they're not right for you it's what finding yes. what works for you and maybe counselling and or therapy is not for you that's not the way that you want yeah. to be treated so like sharing both sides of the story is like perfect because people need to know that it's not always going to be straightforward it's not always going to be you know smooth sailing but it's working for you and find out what works best for you so no yeah. both sides because I think that's great and people need to hear that um yeah. you, you you're so good with your words you really summed it up perfectly <laughs> <laughs> no honestly no thank you know I've had my own experience of both and you've had there's just been a there's been a mix like it really really depends and there's positives and negatives about both but I think it's a lot yeah. about um you I think 
you only get out of therapy what you do from therapy yeah. what, so what you put in you're yeah. you're exactly right that's you know and yeah you, you're so right because if you struggle to be vulnerable you're not going to get much out of therapy whereas it's so much better you practicing by yourself being vulnerable with yourself before you're trying to be vulnerable with someone else mm-hmm. you know so that that definitely would be a point for because obviously I won't say her name but I have a friend who exactly sums that up and she she just buries her feelings yeah. and I know for a fact that she would probably struggle if she were to go to a counsellor because she's so scared about being vulnerable with her feelings with herself that you you definitely need to overcome that barrier first before you try talking to someone else you know and like in your sessions you're going to be given advice and information and like practical action and if you don't go away and use those things you know you're not going to see much of a difference yeah taking accountability as well as not being hard on yourself and not being Mm -hmm. you know like forcing yourself to do these things if you're not ready but it's like taking accountability for your own like journey of healing as well because it's it is all about you it's all about your your mental health and your well-being so you know putting yourself at the center of that as well is really important again you're so good your words you summed it up again you honestly thank you but actually we're talking about mine we're talking about how you're very good with your words because you're actually an author (laughs) you're actually an author of a children's book and that this is just incredible like I see when I saw it on Facebook I was like oh my word this girl just goes from strength to strength like could you tell us about this book that you've written just just go for everything I'm just so into this oh well that thank you so much and honestly it you don't need to call me an author I'm I'm a person who's wrote a small book you're an author I'm using that I'm using that it does not feel right yet. Like, oh, I'm not an author. <laughs> like, I have to sunk in properly. <laughs> no, honestly. Um, so it's called uh, Pedro Pepper and Piper Go Out to Play. So, and it's a book, thank you. <laughs> so, um, and it's about, so it's a book about three puppies and their mummy dog. And they're basically just out on a wee, like, play date in the field. And it just, so it the story is like intertwined just through like we day like daily activities that kids will be mm-hmm. doing like playing with their friends and you know with their siblings and different things like that so it's relatable um um so the, the book sort of aimed at it's definitely an, an early years read it would you know like eight nine years old probably be too old for it it's mm-hmm. like it de- definitely is a younger read and it's definitely like an introduction to feelings and how to cope with them yeah um, um throughout the book then the mommy dog teaches uh all the puppies how to like deal with these different emotions they're feeling with and so see, see if I can remember all these so there's happiness excitement sad confusion anger and fear so those those are the ones within this one. Although I'm I'm working on a couple of other things at the minute as well. Um, with project. You know, di- di- different emotions, um, and different wee characters and different mm-hmm. stories and stuff. So ho- hopefully there's more to come as well. Um, but obviously just not right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
but and then obviously, see I don't want to give like too much away about it but I I sort of thought that there needed to be more interactive stories mm-hmm. so I've actually so I illustrated the book myself as well so and it's that was incredible <laughs> I didn't even know that <laughs> um so which was de- definitely a hard feat because I it was the first time I ever done anything to do with graphic design and mm-hmm. I, I was just sitting on my laptop and like what was it it was like Microsoft Publisher or something trying to like edit all these like wee puppy characters on <laughs> it, it was it must have been some site watching me at like half one in the morning like edit these puppy characters and their wee facial expressions um <laughs> but um basically throughout the whole book I have like interactive activities mm-hmm. for the children um so like for instance on is it it's like the first proper page I say you know the the puppies have to learn about um feeling happy excited sad confused angry and scared and then I actually have like these spaces where they have to draw like a little picture of what those feelings feel like to them to help the puppies understand but in actual fact obviously it's helping the kids understand yeah um, and then there's there's a particular focus on anger as well because I thought that that can be a very hard emotion for kids to understand so um there I I say about like the the mummy dog telling the puppies you know to like step back obviously this is in simplistic terms mm-hmm. um, about stepping back from the situation and counting up the ten and taking big deep breaths and but obviously again it's wrote in like very like very much kids language yeah. um and then there's a section where like the children have to like fill in the numbers to help Piper count up to ten um and then at the end of the book it says about how Pedro, Pepper, Piper, and Mummy Dog talk about how they're feeling. Who do you talk to about your feelings? Mm-hmm. And there's space for them to, you know, write in those people that they talk to. And then the page after that, there's tips from all the puppies and the Mummy Dog on what to do, on like different activities to do with to cope with their emotions. So like doing art, going outside into the fresh air or going for a walk or I even said it's like obviously I get in simplistic words um but I said about like eating healthy food and drinking lots of water because it makes like your brain happy and obviously because obviously you know you can't use yeah. like, serotonin because a child is not <laughs> going to understand that um you know and then like after there's like activity pages where they can there it's just space for them to do whatever they want to express themselves whether that be like doodling or drawing pictures or anything like that so yeah it's I I definitely wouldn't say it's not the best children's book in the world but I'm oh yeah I'm very very pleased but as a as a starting point and then I'm thank you um well like literally you um are you 18 you're 19 I'm just turned 19. You're 19 and you've written a children's book. <laughs> like that is, you've just left school last year and you're already okay. an author. Like that's incredible. And I just love the entire concept of it. I love that it's 
building these healthy relationships between children and their emotions and also children and the adults around them and the yes. people in their lives to know that there are people they can talk to when they're feeling different things and I I really love that you're not just talking actually about the the sort of darker emotions you're actually talking about emotions that we haven't really discussed like confusion and you know even happier emotions you know like happiness and things like that it's it's the whole spectrum and it's really supplying these children with like a toolkit of how to deal with their minds like um, in simple terms but it doesn't matter if it's simple because that's the way that they learn and the way they understand yes and the fact that it's all practical action which I'm a big advocate for I love like doing things like like a learner doer yeah but I'm a learner too um like doing things that help get stuff into your head and just it's I it's I think it's incredible like it's really really thank you so much so and yeah you wrote it and illustrated it all yourself like what a fate thank you so much you know it was it's actually really crazy the way it all happened as well because I I ended up writing and illustrating the book in a week no I know I know I heard it back at it and I'm like bro okay pretty good (laughs) um so yeah it's all it's all very very crazy and then I'm just going through like the printing and publishing stages at the minute so I'm going like the the self-published route um and then if fingers crossed if if all goes as what has been planned so far I'll be bringing it into like some nurseries and primary schools um and I'll also be I've got I think I've got three readings already like booked in already oh Um, I know don't don't even it is crazy I think I've got it's like one for Brooklyn's primary school Folk as well one for Boom Studios and Bangor and then there's another there's somewhere else as well Mm -hmm. but it's just leaving the top of my head at the minute um but honestly it's it's such a whirlwind um yeah I can imagine (laughs) but like it's so exciting it's so exciting for you like I feel like this is like a like a new stage of your life and like I'm I'm praying for you through that as well I know everyone listening to that is definitely going to be watching your journey and like supporting it so we'll talk about obviously where we can find your book and stuff Mm -hmm. at the end but just this is incredible and it got me thinking about this concept that I had heard of recently there's a new there's like a public speaking competition going on in Bangor for Optimus uh, public speaking and I was introduced to it by my school and I was actually going to do it I ended up not having enough time but one of the topics that you could do your speech on was it is easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken adults and this just I was instantly drawn to this specific topic and it just really ties in with your book and your story about how you're actually you're building these strong children with these coping mechanisms and this toolkits um they don't end up being broken adults what is what do you think about this concept that it is easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken adults I'm just really interested and I think it's I think I love having these wee things that make you think about the world around you in a way you haven't before so what are your opinions 110 million percent (laughs) just that and that is literally why I wanted to do my book as well it's all weirdly interlinked but it's not 
not even just the fact that it is easier to build strong children than repair broken adults, but you know, you're also doing it for their quality of life. And it's so much better to step in whenever someone is young and actually give them, like in the book, like the toolkits from a young age of how to cope with how they're feeling. And that's not to say that, you know, they won't ever need help with their mental health mm-hmm. ever again. That That's not it. You know, for we all have things, you know, whether that be, chemical depression or like situational things that happen even like if a parent were to get sick or you know things like that because they're they're obviously always going to happen but if you know if we like step in whenever they're still so young and normalize mental health to the point that you know it's it's not weird to be feeling sad or angry or because the thing is you know we're we're humans and that we're naturally designed to have these emotions for a reason because it's normal and you know kids should be brought up to feel like that rather than having to go through to their lives say till they're 24 and as a broken adult then having to get help when all their childhood has been them struggling when do you mean if they were actually given that toolkit whenever they were young then they you know that they, they wouldn't have had like a traumatic childhood or you know it's and it is such a good talk like topic point that quote honestly I can probably talk about it for hours but <laughs> I, I have already talked a lot so but yeah no, no thank you for that and like I 100% agree with it as well and I think it's just good to sort of start thinking about that kind of thing and like definitely we, we philosophical point but it is about like it's not building these strong children like and giving them these coping mechanisms and this mm-hmm. toolkit is not going to prevent things you know from happening it's not gonna yeah. like there it doesn't mean that they won't struggle with mental health it doesn't mean that they won't face hardships but they'll have yeah. that knowledge and that and like they won't be taboo to them and it won't be a stigmatized yes. to them exactly. to, that they're experiencing this I think even you know like 30 years ago mental health was pretty taboo it was it was stigmatized yeah. over the last sort of yeah. years it's gotten so much more talked about so much more just yeah. like yeah it's like it's been incredible mm-hmm. and there's still so much to like to go with yeah stigmatizing yeah. It. but like I think just doing that from a young age is is the way to go it is the way to make it a less taboo topic yeah. just yeah. you're you're one of the people who's doing this like it's just incredible. <laughs> so how can we help support your book? Because it's just amazing. And I know everyone's going to want to be donating and sharing. So how do we support your book? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, there's, there's de- definitely a couple of ways. So um, at, at the minute, so with the self-publishing route, um, it means I have full control of the book, but obviously I'm needing to print for not only the physical prints of the book but there's something called an ISBN a barcode so it's what it's it's basically just the barcode you see and it's the barcode and the number you see on a book when you go into a bookshop but it means that if you're ever wanting to sell a book in a bookshop or online or you need to have that number so that's another thing you have to pay for so the first way would probably be 
if anyone wanted to donate towards that otherwise I've been so so lucky I I put up a fundraising post on Facebook and I genuinely expected to get 40 points and I honestly would have been over the moon with that mm-hmm. and I have ended up getting about 280 points wow towards, uh, which wow. is insane you know um so that that would definitely be one way but also eat even just sharing about my book or talking about it or say if you know like a someone in a nursery or a primary school who teaches or something like that even just like shooting me a wee message and being like you know I I knew so and so if you want I can send you their contact and then you know something like that may lead to me going in and doing like a reading and stuff for mm-hmm. for me definitely it's not it's not like about the profit or anything that I'm doing it for I'm more doing it so because I because I know how hard I find mental health and I think there needs to be more people starting to try and change that for the younger generations and if I start then there's going to be other people and it's just gonna you know it's gonna be like a catalyst movement and like you know it's just not not even just for me but for like thinking about younger kids and stuff like helping me do this can also Mm -hmm. help benefit like loads of kids you know which is amazing to think about I'm definitely going to link your um like your donation link down below and I'll put your social media just any other like things that you would like like us to look at and like to be able to contact you because like as you said like obviously it's great for you but you've done this for children and you've done this for generations like so supporting your book is supporting children and supporting you know mental health like resources so definitely um I'm gonna go have a look at all the stuff but we're obviously gonna wrap up soon but just Mm -hmm. our last question is do you have any advice for people struggling with their mental health and also for their friends and family on how to support them? And it's like even just like two or three practical tips on how we can help other people who are going through it as well as help ourselves. Like where, where's our next step? Um. Okay, well, with, with helping yourself, I think the first thing you need to do is and pro- probably the hardest thing is acknowledge that you're not okay and that you need help. Um, you know, that I, there'll be so many people who agree with this and may- maybe even yourself as well, but that is the hardest stage is actually admitting that you're not okay because there's, there's such a stigma about that pride thing mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's this awful thing to you know, to have depression, to have anxiety, to have ADHD, autism, you know, personality disorders. But if we can't accept that, then we can't actually progress on in a positive way. So um, then what What else? De- definitely work towards being brave enough to talk about how you're feeling with people you trust, whether that's family or friends or a doctor or even people from like Childline or Mm. like I'm trying to think of there was one that I I talked to one night it was like Samaritans or 
Yeah, so, so Martin's got a, like got a hotline number that you can call and you can yeah. go to text him on as well, which is great. Thank you.